Hi, I'm Anna Harris. Welcome to our podcast. Please join us as we talk to experts, ministers, and prophetic voices from around the world on topics relevant for today. I hope you enjoy this message. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me today. We are going to be talking with Stephen Hill. He is with Father Heart Ministries with James and Denise Jordan and Mark Head. And he um, has a number of books and teachings that are very interesting and I think very appropriate for the days that we're living in right now. Um, one of the things we're going to be talking about is the difference between religion and true Christianity. Um, and then another thing we'll be talking about is our true identity and how do we know what our true identity is. Um, so it's very fascinating. He says that in around 2007, he came to a real crisis of his faith and he reexamined everything that he believed and really came to a different understanding of what Christianity is. So it's very interesting to talk to him about this. I think that it's a healthy thing to look at what do we believe about Christianity? Um, Is it working for us? Because if it's not working for us, maybe it's not really true Christianity that we're living in and that we're experiencing. So it's going to be really good. I hope that you enjoy it. Uh, Stephen Hill is originally from Belfast, Ireland, and he now lives in New Zealand with his wife and two children. He's got a number of books. I'm going to give his um, website address at the end of the podcast, and I'll also have it in the notes so you'll be able to find it. And um, my ministry is called Defined by God Ministries. And we do have a website. It's definedbygod.com. And I invite you to go there. This podcast will be there, the um, the video and the audio of it, as well as the other podcasts and videos that uh, we have done. So now I'm going to bring on Stephen, and I hope that you enjoy our chat today. Well, welcome, Stephen. Thank you so much for joining us uh, today. I'm very happy for my listeners and viewers to get to hear some of the things that I've heard you teach about before. Um, I think that it's going to really help them a lot, but I was wondering um, if you could just uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and um, what you really love to minister on and that kind of thing. Okay. Well, Anna, just to say, it's really great to be with you. It's, it's great to connect in with those who are, view and i just want to uh i congratulate you on on your ministry and on on the new name etc and um thank you yes um i my background is is really this i'm from belfast northern ireland and Mm -hmm. i'm sure people can hear it from my accent (laughs) Um, we can tell um (laughs) yes that's that's where i was uh, born and brought up um i have been living in new zealand uh, for the last 10 years um Mm. But just to go back, uh, I was brought up in Belfast in Northern Ireland in the midst in the midst of quite a lot of political turmoil that was going on there in the 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was brought up in um, I was brought up in a, a, 
a Christian household um, in a very uh, strict church called the the, the Plymouth Brethren. Mm-hmm. And um, when I was something like 24, I uh, came into a real experience of the baptism of the spirit. And, and mm-hmm. I, I left, I had to leave the other church that I had been brought up in. And I came into a real powerful revival experience in, in um, when I was 24 years of age in the early nineties. Mm-hmm. And there was wow. a lot of powerful things happening then mm-hmm. um, in the, in the worldwide body of Christ in terms mm-hmm. of the movement of the spirit. And, um, but then uh, about, uh, let me see about 2006, um, I, I hit a, uh, Uh, quite a major significant crisis of my faith Mm. and um, I came to a realization of something that I didn't realize before that um, my faith was it was built on a lot of things it was built on obedience to God it was built on hearing the spirit it was built on anointing all of that thing all of those things but the big thing that was missing and which I didn't think was even important was, was love was the love of God. Mm, and yeah. I, I can't understand looking back how I managed to live my life without that, but I did. And I thought, I thought it was sort of peripheral to Christianity, but it's actually the center right. of it and the source of it. But in 2008, I, I came across the ministry of James and Denise Jordan. I'd never, ever heard of them before. And um, uh, I actually came out to the first ever school that they did. They did a three-month school called Inheriting the Nations, which is a three-month retreat on an Mm -hmm. island off the coast of New Zealand. And I had a profound encounter with the love of the father. Mm. Um, All I can say is it felt like I was born again, again. Um, So it it was a more, it was actually a a more profound encounter for me than, than um, me uh, knowing Jesus as savior or even knowing the baptism of the spirit. So, So that profoundly changed me at a a number of different levels in my experience and healed my heart. But then it began to transform how I believed. Mm -hmm. I want to just um, ask you really quickly, because a lot of people these days are kind of going through a similar thing as far as a crisis in their faith, really kind of coming out of maybe some legalism and that kind of thing. And it's not always a bad thing, you know, to no. stop and re-examine what you really yes. believe. And, yeah, yeah. You know. Well, I, I, I think you said it's not always a bad thing, but I, my belief is that it, it is inevitable that um, if our faith is built on a foundation that is, um, it, it's interesting because the current environment with this whole covid thing right mm-hmm. and even what's happening politically and, and many of your viewers will understand this but what is happening politically even things that are happening you know in the uk with the royal family and all a lot of those things that people have sort of uh placed their faith in even though we deny that we place our faith in those things but those things are comfortable institutions that Mm -hmm, but once but they're all being shaken Mm -hmm. and um and actually our faith is really being tested to the uttermost in many ways because of what's happening in the world and 
I, I think it's inevitable that, that, and it's not us. I think the Holy Spirit is questioning the foundations of, of who we are and what mm. we believe. And it is, it is scary for us, but as someone who has been through this on a number of different occasions, I, I want to be, reassure people and give people hope mm-hmm. that um, God is the God of resurrection, that God is underneath all of this and underneath the shaking of things. And as Hebrews says, there are things that cannot be shaken, which will be revealed. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, in some ways that is not even our beliefs in our mind, but it's what is actually, um, it is actually the character of God himself mm, and yes. the, full re- the full revelation of who he is as father. And I emphasize father, son, and Holy spirit uh, within us as humans. Mm-hmm. So I do, I do, I do want to reassure people that I, I do believe we're going through a, as a, probably a bigger shift. Um, it's almost like we're the end of a cycle this could be as big a shift, if not a bigger shift, than the time of the Reformation. So, mm, wow. so we sort of the boat is being sort of shaken around, but uh, through a storm. But we, I think we're going to come through to something a lot more powerful. Um, yeah, I do too. I yeah. really think things are there. Huge shifts coming, but it could yeah. it could take a few years. You know, it could yeah. take two or three years to reemerge on the other side. Mm-hmm. I think the thing that that really there's so many people giving up faith and uh, sort of throwing the Bible out. But I think for me is that one of the things for me personally is that I I believe that the scriptures are going to come through with this and we're going to see the scriptures in in a fresh light Mm -hmm. that is actually truer to the real (laughs) meaning of the scriptures than a lot of the lot of the things that we had before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's one thing I loved about your book, the our true identity. Uh, yes. When you went through Galatians, it's like you really brought out like the full meaning, like, is there's yeah, just a lot yeah. of beauty in that, but well, um, so we, I wanted you to um, I've heard you teach about religion versus Christianity. Yes. And I just think it's so appropriate for today's world, because I think that's what a lot of people are finally seeing is like, Oh my gosh, I've just lived in religion yes. without that true relationship. Mm. And so if you could just speak to that for a bit, that what's true Christianity versus what is religion? Yes. Well, again, this comes directly from my own experience because uh, until I had a, a major crisis in 2006, 2007, um, uh, I began my my whole my whole Christianity, which was genuine, and I had a lot of experience of the Spirit. But it seemed to be all generated from me, from my hunger, from my enthusiasm, from my willingness to do things. And then um, I I sort of hit a wall in that and had a major burnout, and I collapsed. But. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I became completely exhausted. Mm. But the thing that incredibly, the thing that I realized was that my Christianity wasn't really dependent on that anyway, Mm. (laughs) that God himself had initiated my Christian life that I hadn't really initiated it. I wasn't energizing it out of my own willpower, my own emotion, my own uh, zeal. But but the person who had initiated the whole thing is God Himself, mm. and um, 
So Abby, it flipped it flipped things around for me. So one of one of the uh, illustrations that I, I began to use when I was teaching, and then I began I wrote a, a little a little book about this. Um, and uh, the book is actually I changed the title, but the book is now called Freedom from Religion: mm. <laughs> How to Be Free from Religion. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I, I realized this, Anna, was that I know many people who have sort of rejected uh, the outward external things of religion. You know, they they feel free. Some people I know, they feel free to drink a glass of beer. They feel free to go to the movies on a Sunday, all of this stuff. But but actually it came to me that the religion is much more deeper set in the human heart than we realize. <laughs> Even people who are atheists, who deny God um, have it have these d- things deep in their hearts, and uh, to me, religion. You see, I use this little illustration that religion is man's attempt to reach God. Now that sounds great, you know. <laughs> uh, religion is man's attempt to reach God, and that that is fair enough. But actually, Christianity is God coming in the opposite direction to reach reach the human race. Mm, yeah. And I've laid that out very clearly in my book called Freedom from Religion. And um, so I do these this little illustration of two arrows that religion begins in the human heart and tries to reach upward toward God. Mm-hmm. But actually, Christianity is in the opposite direction. The arrow moves downwards because true Christianity has originated in the heart of the Father, in the heart of mm-hmm. God himself. It's a heavenly reality that comes in the opposite direction where God has stooped down to, uh, to reach us, to give his son for us, to pour out his spirit for us. So when we begin to get free of that, we can begin to enter into rest and come out of striving and not um, trust in our own works anymore. Can you give uh, some, do you think you could give some examples of um, us trying to get to God just so people might recognize some of that yeah, in their own well, lives. Yeah. Well, um, a lot of it, a lot of it, I can even sometimes when we have a hunger for God, we, that we said that we're seeking God and that is fine. But the, the interesting thing is when we actually encounter God, we realize that he has been, he has put that desire in us from the beginning. He has been seeking us beforehand. And uh, a lot of us, um, a lot of what we have known as as the gospel, actually, a lot of the, a lot of even preaching is about, um, you know, if you want to become intimate with God, you've got to spend more time in prayer. You've mm-hmm. got to read the scriptures more. You've got to do this, got to do that. And those things are all legitimate. But the thing is, um, you see, it's uh, even prayer is about relationship. And, mm-hmm. and I believe that as we get the foundation right, you see, my children, I've got two young children, nine and seven, and, and you know, who initiated their life? <laughs> it wasn't them. Right. It was a love connection between me and their mom. Mm-hmm. So from the very beginning of their lives, the, the, initiate, the initiation has been coming from us, you know, even before birth, when they were in their mother's womb, the love and the comfort within the womb was coming from the mother to them. So that is the basic foundation. Now they of course reach out to us and take initiatives towards us now, but the basic foundation in our lives is 
is the love of God, which underlies all of these things. And mm -hmm. um, I think there are many, many examples of how people try and gain favor with God. You know, we try and do it by, by, by prayer, by um, Bible study, by certain behaviors. And again, I won't, don't want to dismiss that, but I want to say that um, until, until we waken up or get a revelation of the fact that, that God loves us first, that we love him because he first loved us and we mm -hmm. experience that source love that comes from us, our Christianity will not really work for us. And that, again, going back to what you said earlier, that is why um, so many people are being shaken now because um, our Christianity has not really been based on the correct foundation mm -hmm. that, that it actually comes from God himself. Because I like to say, and I'll let you come back in a minute, but I, I, I quite like to say that the, the Trinity has <laughs> always been living the Christian life. Mm. No, Christianity is just, it's our inclusion in the life of God himself. It's us being taken into the life that he already lives. That's what Jesus died for. He, he died uh, so that we could come into sonship of being sons and daughters in his relationship to the Father. Yes. Yeah. So to me, that actually brings us into a place of rest. That's and then true fruitfulness begins to come automatically out of that. Mm -hmm. And that's well, very and, much the teaching mm -hmm. of Father Heart Ministries. Mm -hmm. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. No, I was just going to say that the things that we do, prayer, reading our Bible, those are all wonderful things. Yes. But yes. It's, are we doing it out of a place of striving to get God's approval or are we doing it out of a place of rest and peace as sons and daughters? And I yes. think that's the, one of the and, and I main think differences. We, I think, I, I think again, I want to give hope to everyone because if you're striving, that's okay. Don't worry too much about it because I believe more than anything that the Holy spirit is more powerful than our striving, even that he, mm -hmm. he, the Holy spirit is working to, ultimately bring us to jesus and to the father mm -hmm. so even if you don't have a revelation of the father you will have a revelation of the father you know this this is um it's like a tsunami we had a tsunami warning last week here in mm -hmm. new zealand i remember mm -hmm. yeah but but this the love mm -hmm. of the father the love of god is like a tsunami that is building and building and building and um Sometimes we can resist things in our hearts, but I, I want to just say that the, that the, 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 the gospel, the good news is that um, God is love and he is pursuing his sons and daughters to bring them back to himself. So yes. um, we, can, we can rest in that. Is that what you see for the body of Christ going forward is more of the father? Yes, I do. I, I feel that the body of Christ really needs to come into this. And um, it does seem it does seem to be gaining traction. This the revelation of the father. There's more and more uh, people are more and more using that terminology. But but terminology is not enough. We need to have begin to have experience in the heart. Right. But I do. I do see that that there are greater levels of people beginning to um 
I think it also connects with people realizing that all their striving isn't working <laughs> mm-hmm. and also people beginning to realize that, um, that with all the stuff that's going on in the world right now, some of our experience of what we knew as Christianity is not really meeting the need. It's not connecting. And that's, I think for me, I, I'm always through my own experiences. I'm, I'm always looking to see how my Christianity is actually working effectively in my life. Is right. it bringing? Is it bringing me the peace that passes all understanding? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because sometimes I have to say, well, no. When I get stressed out or anxious, that's not the peace that passes all understanding. So I have to ask ask God, well, can I make the connection here? Can I close the gap between? what the scripture says and what is my experience. Hmm. That's a good way to, to oh, think yeah. about that. Mm-hmm. I remember hearing, I think it was James Jordan saying, if you want to be an expert in anything, become yeah. an expert in receiving God's love. Yes. And I just, I think that's so important in, in today's time. It's like, because it's a very, it's simple yet profound thing is we just have to be receivers of that's his right. love you know opening our hearts to his and love. again that's that that love that and you see again another thing that james jordan uh, says is that love is not just a concept in the mind it's mm-hmm. actually the love of god is actually substance it's stuff it when we can open our hearts to receive the love that love is is real and it will it's transformative Mm-hmm. You know, that's why we have to receive it because that um, that love will actually begin to transform us from the inside. It will begin to heal us. Mm-hmm. Lo- even the tiniest <laughs> little bit of love has brings enough healing with it so that we can open our hearts a little bit more to receive more healing. And it, it allows us to uh, remove the fig leaves, if you like, the one, the, those fig leaves that Adam and Eve put on in the garden. Mm-hmm. When we receive the, the love of God, those begin to fall away. And so there we, we can enter into authentic relationship with God and also with one another, with ourselves. And that's, again, that's where the foundation of our true identity begins to emerge. Anna. Mm-hmm. When the love of God brings forth our true identity, because it, re- it begins to remove the fig leaves and we can become... We can become naked again in that spiritual sense uh, and be completely approved without shame. Uh, and it's only the love of God can produce that, that, um, that can free us from shame mm-hmm. so that we can be naked uh, before God. Uh, we can look at ourselves and not be ashamed and we can be uh, naked uh before one another spiritually and emotionally so that the body of and through that the body of christ will begin to become healthy again right right and so when you say fig leaves you mean things that we've put on to cover up our inner shame so, yes exactly like, yes and, and for me actually <laughs> uh, christianity or, or my my sort of for me ministry was actually a fig leaf um in the past, I, I had a very uh, a super spiritual way of doing things. I was a little bit like, um, uh, but actually underneath I was crumbling. There was parts of me that were not connecting at all. So, mm. so I, I've had to remove, uh, or the love of God helped 
not even yes i did remove it but the love of god gave me the confidence mm -hmm. yeah to stand before him and before others without all of that cover up mm -hmm. that's really good so if you could talk a little bit um about our true identity and um just even from your book um, like why did you name the book, our true identity and how do you see that related um, in Galatians? Okay, well, um, as someone who writes, I don't know, I'm sure some of your viewers and listeners are, are either writers or interested in writing, but I've found that um, the, one of the hardest things about putting a book together is finding a good title. <laughs> mm -hmm. And often for me, it, um, that's the last thing that I put into place is the title. Um, but for the Galatians one, I, I, I always struggled quite a lot over getting a title. But, but for the Galatians one, I, I felt that our true identity was, was very important because um, the book of Galatians is actually a, a, a crucial book. And, and what it is is actually about uh, revealing the true gospel. Mm-hmm. And the true gospel um, is, and the book of Galatians, and I bring this out in my little book called Our True Identity. The true gospel is actually about our place as sons and daughters. Mm -hmm. um, and um, there's one of the things that Paul says in the beginning of Galatians, and in some of the versions of the scripture, it's actually been trans a little bit translated wrong. Because it actually says in the beginning um, of Galatians, it says, I'm just trying to find it here. I'll just try and mm -hmm. I'll just turn it up. Um, it's in Gal the early part of Galatians. Uh, let me see. It says, um, yes, Galatians 1 and verse 16 and um, my version of the Bible, which I really like, it's the English Standard Version, but it says in verse six, verse 15, uh, Paul says, saying, it says, but when he who had set me apart before I was born or from my mother's womb and who called me by his grace, and then it says in 16, was pleased to reveal his son to me in order that I might preach him among the Gentiles. Now, the thing is, what... It actually doesn't say that in the original language. What it actually says, he was pleased to reveal his son in me, mm. not to me. Now, mm. yes, God did reveal his son to Paul on the Damascus Road, but, and this is where it comes into our true identity. What God really wants is to reveal the son within us. Mm. And uh, my sense is that some, some of the translators of the scriptures, wonderful and all as they were, uh, when they saw that Greek word saying in, they couldn't handle the revelation, you know, because again, we're so much steeped in shame. How could God possibly want to reveal his son in me? Sure, I'm mm -hmm. so full of shame and sin, but that's actually the revelation that Paul had. And that's why it's become extremely important for me to realize that my true identity is as one who's been chosen before the foundation of the world. Mm -hmm. As Paul says in Ephesians, that I'm not some sort of an afterthought of God's, but that I'm actually 
a, a forethought of God's that God mm-hmm. knew me before the world began. Yes. And he wanted me to be holy and blameless before him in love. And that's our true identity. Anna, that's where that comes from. Yes. And you see that the whole point I begin to see now of Galatians is that Paul realized this, that um, God had chosen to reveal Jesus in Paul. <laughs> mm-hmm. God has chosen to reveal Jesus sonship in Anna Harris, in mm-hmm. Stephen Hill, in all mm-hmm. of us. Yes. Um, that, that we are to be the representatives and the carriers of the revelation of Jesus here upon the earth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And That's to me, that, that, that is our true identity. And until we begin to realize that, we will not have confidence to begin to grow in this and to begin to walk in this. We've got to come into the this not self-confidence, but confidence uh, of the work of God within ourselves. We've got to come into a place of confidence that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and that, that he is pleased to indwell us. And that, that has become almost the focus of my ministry, if you like. Um, I've written a little book. My most recent little book is called uh, might be reversed there, but it's called you deserve the love of God because mm. um, I'm challenging this idea and it's actually go into it quite biblically. I'm challenging challenging this idea that God loves us, but we don't deserve it. No, I mm-hmm. think God loves us because he chose us from the foundation of the world to, 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 to display the image of his son. Yes. Yes. So there's a, there's a deep eternal calling behind all of this. And that is our true identity. And until we begin to see that we will not have enough confidence to actually receive love in our hearts, his love and, and to be transformed into the image of his son. Mm -hmm. Yes. I think there's a whole subset of Christians that still think, um, you know, I'm a sinner saved by grace, but always a sinner. And, um, you know, but, but really we, um, we're children of God and that's how we were created. And that's right. Yeah. And I'm not denying that, but I think again, I'm actually, um, and I ask for people's prayers to give me energy to write, but I'm actually at some stage, maybe this year, I'm going to bring out a book on the epistle to the Ephesians Mm. and, and in Ephesians, the very foundation of it at all is that we're chosen in him before the foundation of the world. Mm-hmm. And that actually precedes sin. It precedes, it goes before the fall. It goes before all of, all of the damage that was done, that as far as God sees us, uh, we're chosen in him before the foundation of the world. And that doesn't, I'm not denying sin. I'm well, I'm right. well used to the fact that i'm a sinner but that is not my most foundational identity i don't Mm -hmm. i actually don't believe that anymore (laughs) that uh, beneath all the sin the weakness the failure everything that i did and has been done to me uh beneath all of that there is a place that um of chosenness Mm -hmm. a place of, of 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 purpose to be to be blameless before him in love and mm-hmm. that's, that's what he saw, uh, in a past eternity. Yes. Yes. And really that's the identity that 
I think we want to walk in. Of course, yes. we're we're human. Yeah. We're oh, absolutely, you know. But he sees us. We want to see ourselves the way that that God sees us. Yes, too. exactly. Yeah. And that's where I think we can be free. You know. Yes, and I, I, I mean, again, I, I have, I have something has shifted in me because I see, um, I see the fact the human as actually the the human person as the jewel in God's crown, the mm. highest the highest his highest masterpiece mm-hmm. you know yeah. and that's why satan has attacked and is attacking so much not because we're we're useless and we're undeserving actually but the other way around because the human person is the highest in god's creation mm-hmm. you know he so much so that he became human himself mm-hmm. you know through his yes. son that jesus jesus is eternally human as well as divine yes so i believe the father's heart holds holds humanity in extremely high regard Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that helps you know this sounds all quite deep and all but once you begin to get this into you and i mean we've all different ways of realizing this but once you begin to get this into you it starts to set you free in your emotions it starts to bring healing Mm -hmm. you can lift your head up and be more confident you know i look at my children they're not afraid of that they're they're confident in who they are as my children, you know, and mm-hmm. what what more does a parent want? There's nothing more that I would want for them than to see them being their true selves. Right. Right. And God, God is much more, more, much more like that. Definitely. So how can people come to a place where they're really living out of their true identity? Um Again, I believe it's a process, Anna. Again, um, I can say, Jane, I, I, I would recommend the ministry of, like, I would recommend uh, those who are in ministry who are bringing this revelation. You know, people like yourself, people like even those of us who have been influenced by uh, James and Denise Jordan, I would mm-hmm. recommend it. I would recommend the ministry of James and Denise Jordan because they really have brought a, a huge breakthrough of anointing in a lot of this. Absolutely. I would, I would yeah. recommend mm-hmm. Father Heart Ministries. I, I would even mm-hmm. recommend some of my own writings unashamedly, mm-hmm. you know, because I think um, I think even things like this conversation that you and I are having uh, will stir mm-hmm. up hunger in people. Yes. And um, even though people don't understand everything that maybe I'm saying, and I, I'm, not, I'm fine with that, but it, what it does, it, it opens up the heart. It begins mm-hmm. to stir up a hunger to, to look for more. Mm-hmm. But the other very crucial thing that I would, well, I would uh, recommend is for, for people to begin to be really honest, honest mm-hmm. <laughs> with, yeah. with their feelings and, and with their heart and don't be ashamed don't try and cover up what you really feel mm-hmm. if you look at yourself and say well look I still suffer from a lot of anxiety okay let's be honest about this I need to get more of the peace that passes all understanding mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not just a bible verse I need to get it in my experience so I'd say the more honest we are about the true level of our emotions, about our pain, about our levels of anxiety or stress or lack of peace, then mm-hmm. God will meet us at that point. God always meets us at the point of, of truth and, hon- and honesty and reality. He never yes. meets, he never meets, can, God never interacts with our 
bigly for our mask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he interacts with our true self, our nakedness, yeah. if you like. So I think that's a process of, of, of beginning to open up a little bit. Um, and once, once we begin to receive the love of God, we, we will begin to open up that little bit more and the love of God will begin to come in and heal those areas of mistrust or damage, abuse, uh, hurt, all of the pain, the things that stop us from receiving the life and, and coming into our true identity. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Yes. I can definitely say, just like you said at the very beginning, is that you almost felt like when you came into the revelation of the father's love that you were born again, again, um, I had the very same thing, you know, and it's just such a, it is life-changing. I mean, there's, I think there's no other way to, to say it, it changes your life. It changes your heart and um, just, you know, put you in a place of really knowing who you are because, Mm. you know, um, when we know who God is and that he's a loving father and that we're his children, then that just puts us in such a wonderful place of peace and rest that we can live out of. Yeah. And so I do really want to recommend, um, the teachings uh, of James and Denise Jordan again, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, to me, they're foundational. They were foundational in my life, but they're sort of foundational for, I, I believe for, a revelation of coming into the father. I mean, there are other teachers and I would probably recommend them, but they're the ones that I came in through. So yes, that's why I can directly recommend them from experience. I agree. I think, yeah. Yes. And so just so people know, they can find James and Denise Jordan on fatherheart.net. Yes. Um, Fatherheart.net. Yes, mm -hmm. that's right. And I really love the um, teaching God, our real father. And the biblical revelation of the father. Yes. Are there the, other one, the, other, the other very important one, I think, as a, as a foundation is, it's called the centrality of the heart. Mm-hmm. Because yes. it, shows, it, it shows really how Christianity is meant to work from our side and how God really connects with us and how to get in touch with, not um, at a level of just knowing it in the head, but actually where it can get down into our experience. Mm-hmm. So yes, it's, so I good. think in the in the A school that is, I think that is the introductory session every time is the is how Christianity actually works. It's heart to heart, you know. It's it's mm-hmm. at that level, yeah, yeah. And I mean, there's so many good ones, um, but yeah. I want to also give your website, which is www.ancientfuture.co.nz. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm part of Father Heart Ministries, but that that is not really a ministry. It's just more of a publishing entity. Mm-hmm. So I blog on it. I have my books through that. My books are also available on Amazon as well. So okay. so, right. so people are certainly welcome to look up uh, my own site. And I've got stuff on YouTube and things like that. Um, the only thing that I sell is books. My, my talks are, are free, basically. So so just the, on your website. Yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. great. That's great. Okay. Well, I think we'll go ahead and close, but thank you okay, so Anna, much. Yes. I think it's been very helpful. And I think, like you said, people will hear this and really want more, you know, yes, and I think that's yeah. a good thing. So yes, do you have any exactly. closing remarks that you want to make? No, again, I just, I think I just want to close by, um, 
by releasing hope into the hearts of your viewers and listeners yeah. that um and just sort of praying and saying and blessing you from the father mm -hmm. that uh and, and i just do release now the substance of the father's love into people's hearts that brings the hope with it that in the midst of yeah. everything god god is with us he is in us he is he is doing a work in us so that we can come home to him yes. and that we can find our true identity mm -hmm. yes that's so good thank you father Yes, and Father, I just thank you for um, just opening the eyes of everyone that listens to this. Open their ears, open their the eyes of their heart, that they'll just go deeper into the revelation of who you are and who they are in relation to you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time and just pouring out your heart to people. And um, I think it's going to be very, very beneficial to people. Okay. So. Thank you very much, Anna. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for listening. For more information or other resources, please visit our website at definedbygod.com and be sure to subscribe to our podcast and email list. Until next time. Please know that you are very loved by your Heavenly Father.